good evening, friends. Welcome to the front porch. It's uh, turned out to be quite a nice day, although we've had the rain off and on. That's okay. It's still uh, still a day God has given to us, and I hope you've had a very blessed day uh, as we come together here tonight on the front porch to really just to celebrate what God is doing in our lives. You know, it's in that statement that I think about that, you know, I wonder sometimes, do we all and I know a lot of us do wonder what is God's purpose, what is God's will for our lives, and so I want to spend a little time, uh, kind of slicing that up a little bit, if we will, tonight. And so as we as we dive into this uh, again, as I said, I hope you're doing well. Uh, it's good to see some of you saying hi, and uh, uh, thanks for joining us. So Paul, in uh, his letter to uh, the Philippines, uh, Philippines, the Philippians, sorry. Um, says this in, in the second chapter, and, and, and before I read it, I think it uh, comes out of this thought that, you know, a, a lot of us are in different places in our lives, and I had several visits today, and one of the themes that, that kind of I kept hearing, oh, I suppose maybe on the underlying is that at certain points we go through a period of life where it's just kind of like, is this really what, what life is right now? And, and in some cases it is. But yet also in other cases, it's also the acknowledgement that, that God's will is still there. God's desire for us is still there. And we still have a purpose. We just may not be able to see it just right this moment. And, and so I, I believe that we all, uh, our purpose in life always shifts, always changes, but God is always revealing that to us. And, and so this is where I come to this uh, second chapter uh, in Paul's letter to the church of Philippi. He says this in verse 12. He says, therefore, my beloved, just as you have always obeyed me, not only in my presence, but much more now in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who is at work in you, enabling you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. So here's two uh, verses, and Paul specifically is talking about working out our uh, salvation, um, and that uh, as we are obedient to Christ in this life, as we are obedient to what God calls us to in this life, part of that is deciphering and listening to what God is calling us into. I touched a little bit about how we, we are called into vocations in our lives at different points, whether it's in retirement, whether it's in a, in a job workforce. But we're called into it by God, and, and God creates it for us and it becomes more than just a vocation if we allow it yet it's also understanding that god's calling that into us uh, one of the most i guess prominent stories i've ever read about uh, hearing god's call and, and walking into it is is hearing how for for reverend billy graham he had been called to go preach in russia at the height of the cold war and and he really wrestled with that was it God calling him to do this? Was it the devil that was uh, attempting to utilize him and his voice? And and eventually he goes and eventually he shares the gospel and it works out wonderfully. After so many naysayers, so many folks said, no, don't go, don't go. He still followed that call. And he talked about how he had to both pray and study scripture to really begin to hear the God's voice for him in his life. And I, and I think for us, that is, that is where we have to, in a sense, work it out, if you will, is that, that as we're obedient to Christ, 
and understanding our salvation, it's, it's in the same breath understanding what God is calling us into by focusing on Scripture and adhering to our prayer life. Even for my own life, as I deciphered whether to go into ministry or, or whether to continue in the secular world, it, it became the Scriptures that opened up to me God's voice in a, in a way that I had never heard before. And, and it was in the Old Testament that I really began to understand God was setting me apart for something, and I didn't quite know what it was, and I had to let go of knowing that I was going to know what it was. And and today I, I am here with you on the front porch in a, in a totally unique ministry that that never would I have ever envisioned existing, but yet we're here. And it's the trust in God to open up doors, close doors, give us opportunities to walk in this life in faith, sometimes very difficult, mind you but still doing so nonetheless. And here Paul reminds us that, that while we follow each other in this life and we work with each other in this life, whether someone is present or someone is absent, it really comes down to working out, not the fact that we have salvation, but now that we have salvation, how do we live in this world knowing that? And that's understanding the will of God, understanding what God is calling us to do. One of the things that I hear every now and then is the question, does God care about me so, enough that he will lay out for me this path in my life? And, and the answer to that is, to me, is absolutely yes. There's no question about it uh, because, and this is how I know, God cares because not only has he created a plan for my life and plan for your life, but I know this to be true because of his love for me. God is never too busy for me. God is never uh, distracted to the point where he, he won't invest in me or won't communicate with me. God is not some cruel tyrant disciplinarian. God loves me just as God loves you. And out of God's love comes his will for our lives, his purpose for our lives. And so because of how God demonstrated his love for us on that cross and through the tomb, that we can have great, and I mean, I tell you, great confidence that we will hear his will as we seek his will. And some say, well, that's all wonderful and dandy, but how do I, how do I know that? Romans 8 says that he who did not spare his son, but gave him up for us, he will not only allow us, but along with him, graciously give us all things. In other words, because he has given Christ up on the cross, he didn't spare Jesus. He didn't spare him. He gave him up for us. It's because of that that we know we have a plan for our lives. And he has one all because of his love. Now, once we know that, once we fully understand that love, then I think we begin to see and recognize his will for our lives. I think there's, there's two parts to this, this will in our lives. The, the first is that uh, his will, his general will, if you will, is that, that he has a will for every person in, in humanity. And that is that um, 
It's to do good. It's to remain strong and faithful. That our lives are to be committed to Christ and that we will follow him. That that God's first and foremost is for us to avoid sin. To live up to the commands that he has called us to live up to. To demonstrate to the world hope and love in all that we do. And as we live our lives in that fashion, we begin to discover not just this universal will, but it does begin to open up God's individual will for us. And I mean, you think about it, scripture itself is is God breathed. In other words, the Holy Spirit breathed life into these words that are on the pages of scripture. And I, and I know I read to you all the time, but it's because there's, there's an essence to those words that come off the pages. When we live according to God's word. And, and it is hard. It is difficult, especially when we, we slip and fail because we think to ourselves we haven't fully done as God has called us to do. But it's how God looks at us and says, I'm going to give you a way that you can live your life. And here's the book to teach you. And so we have to study that book. It's not intended to be easy. It's intended to to, to be direct, but also to, to teach us in a way, I guess, to, to challenge us to think about things in more depth. Because imagine, if, if you don't think about things, if you just kind of go with the flow and there's no thought to your process, there, there's no principle that guides you, I think maybe that's the word I'm really looking for, then, then what happens? I mean, think about it in, in the Gospel of Luke where Jesus says, you know, love your God with all your heart and all your might and all your soul and all your strength and love your neighbor as yourself. I mean, it's simple, right? But yet it's so complex and it's so difficult because how do you love a neighbor who's your enemy? And yet Jesus would tell you that's the one you need to love the most. And I think we have to really train ourselves on this universal will before we get into the individual wills of our own lives, our personal will, if you will, the, the will God has for us directly. We, we look at that individual will for our lives and, and I think it it's, becomes clear when we understand this global uh, universal will for all of God's children. That, that at, the, at the end of the day, it's about how do we share that, that global universal love that God has for all of us. If, if we want to understand what it has got for me in my personal life, then I think you, you have to recognize that everyone you encounter, your, your, your neighbors, your friends, your enemies, your family, if you see them not as children of God, but as some something to avoid or someone to shame. Then seeing what God really truly has for your life becomes a little more harder. It becomes a little more challenging. And we have to 
really, I think, focus ourselves on this message first and foremost. And, and so this is where Paul comes in and he says this. Because it's, it's the work that's in us that's enabling us to seek the will of God in the world. And that's God's love, God's saving power. And that when we do our part in that, then there's a, there's a spiritual energy that's, that's born out of it. And, and I think that's, It's just something really powerful here. Um, there's a there's a Greek word that Paul uses here called uh, it's it's in the 13th verse for the word of work. He uses it's called uh, energo. Energo means energy. Uh, it's where we get the word energy from. And and there's a power. So so think about it for. For, for it is God who, who places power in you, which enables us to both the will and work, that which God is calling us to do and that which God needs us to do for his kingdom. For his kingdom. And, and I share that with you because I, you know, I encounter folks who, who because of disabilities, can't serve in the way they used to serve, but yet it doesn't mean God is not using you. You can become an active prayer life warrior. You can say, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit here because I can't do a whole lot, and I'm gonna pray, and and I'm gonna be an active participant in that." And I think that's that's absolutely vital. And I and I met folks today in my visits that that truly live that life, that they live a life of prayer. I think for all of us, we have to begin to ask ourselves, begin to wrestle with this calling that God has placed on our lives. But let's first, let's first look at it from the standpoint of what is God calling us to do in the world? Because I think it's, I think it's something more than just understanding what God wants from me. But how do I fit into this picture? And that's recognizing that God has called us into the world to share the gospel. Even in the face of difficult times, even in the face of very challenging moments when we don't want to share the gospel, God is calling you into that space. And what will be born out of that, what will develop from that, is the ability to share the gospel in such remarkable, life-changing ways that it will then open up the door for you to see God's will in your life. I think we have to really train ourselves, challenge ourselves, live our lives that way. believe if you want to know God's will, you have to start there. In all my travels, one thing I learned is 
God's people is everywhere. And they're all seeking one thing. We stand to be loved, to be heard. And so we must, as God's holy people in a world filled with sorrow and pain and suffering, be a light in the big world. To remind each other that there is hope for a better day tomorrow. That there is opportunities every day to live out the gospel of Jesus. Will you do that? Will you allow yourself to know that if you put your personal desires on the, on the side for just a moment and focus on the will of God in the world, just for everyone to know him, which is for the world to remember how much they are loved by the Creator. Focus there. For it is in that that you will find hope and joy, that you will, without a doubt, be reminded of your purpose in this life. I'm going to offer up a prayer tonight, one in which we are encouraged to seek God's will first before he shows us ours. Lord be with you. Loving Father, tonight as I come to you with my friends here, I, I know some, Lord, are struggling to figure out what is their purpose now in life as things change, responsibilities shift. Some, Lord, are just frustrated because they can't do anything like they used to. And I just ask, Lord, that you remind them that we can always pray. We take names and we can just hold them in our hearts. The ones we know well and the ones we don't. And we can be prayer warriors. We can serve you in so many ways. But it is your will in the world for the world to know you, your son, Jesus. We must start there. We'll start with sharing the gospel of your son, Jesus Christ. And that is that we are all loved. And that it is through your love that we will one day see our own individual paths. We will be reminded your will for us is both for us to be vessels for the world, for our own personal but be guided by you. Encourage us tonight, Lord. Precious name of your son Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Just as the rain falls once again, God's love continues. The sun will come out and the grass will dry, and God's love will continue. Temperatures go up and down. God's love remains steadfast. Because you see, you are his beloved. So tonight, you know this one, I encourage you in your walk of faith. Never forget, never forget how much you are loved. And so until tomorrow night when we gather again on the front porch, may God bless and keep each of you. And may you seek the face of Christ wherever you go. Good night, and I'll see you tomorrow.